Please welcome Fred Stoller, ladies and gentlemen, Fred Stoller. All right. Yeah, thanks. Well, what a show so far. I'm out, I'm dressed up, I'm looking to meet. Yeah, I'll be honest, I currently don't have a girlfriend the last seven years. So, uh, no, 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 don't get me wrong. I meet, I meet women, but they're all psychos. I need to weed them out. I'm picky, I'll give you an example. I met this girl last week. I said, you want to go back to my place? She goes, you're not going to kill me, are you? <laughs> what kind of a question is that? Like, if I am, I'm going to be honest about it? I'm going to go, yeah, I don't know. I may kill you, I may not. I'm not sure. I'm kind of tired. I think I'll just wound you. That got me mad asking her if I was gonna kill her. She deserved to die just for asking me that. I said, I wasn't gonna kill you, but now that you bring it up, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> Women schmimmin. <laughs> yeah. A few weeks ago, I was in bed with this girl, and uh, she goes, no sex, we're just gonna sleep, we'll be friends. What friends do that? Right? I played basketball with my friend the other day and said, what do you want to do now? Let's take a nap together. This is Lana Turner. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Um, again, I don't have Ralphie with me, and by now it's okay for us to talk a little bit about what's going on. Um, we've had kind of a rough spell, and uh, Ralphie's on his way to getting better, and he wants everyone to know that he's going to be great, um, but he's just, you know, he's doing a, kind of an outpatient thing, and it's been an incredibly difficult couple of weeks, but he's awesome. And thank you guys so much for sticking with us through um, the ups and downs that I think everyone has in their lives. And uh, we'll continue to try and bring you the funny as best as we can. Um, right now, though, I'm going to keep the episode short and sweet. We only have one segment. Um, you heard him at the top. It's a comic by the name of Fred Stoller. Guy's been in the business for years. He's fucking really, really funny. And uh, we went and had lunch. And uh, interesting Strange but interesting dude. Give it a listen. Ten. I'm at the Wood Ranch Barbecue Grill with Fred Stoller. Fred, what's going on? What are we doing here? Oh, oh. it's like basically I 
don't cook. And I'm like, a, I, well, maybe I'll go back to stand-up, but I just kind of, I'm isolated, uh, acting, writing, voiceover. So I, I live right around here in my apartment. So when I want to get, I need to get out to break up the isolation. But I also, at the same point, don't want to have anxiety, like, if it's a restaurant with trendy couples kissing and high-fiving or, you know what I mean, or I don't want it too depressing like a hospital cafeteria. <laughs> and, and I don't like a place usually with waitress service because I have anxiety. I need to be able to bolt. I hate waiting for the check. This is good. It's quick with the checks. It's right by me. It's like, you, you know, you could eat alone because you could pretend you work at CBS. Hey, I'm a tech guy. I'm on my lunch break. You know what I mean? There's something about <laughs> it where it's... It doesn't have that feeling, but there's, like I said, there was some things I have problems with where I didn't come for a while, and, but this, there's lots of stories about this place. What was the problem that kept you away? Well, somebody's, it's kind of corporate, right? Yeah, it's very corporate. It's, and sometimes, you know, these, some of these restaurants, they make rules just people that probably create jobs that don't need to exist just to... We have rules. And uh, one of them is no... We don't validate parking and no Wi-Fi. Well, that's two of them. And, uh, and, and it's sort of like... I think they have to pay like a set fee to validate for the year. So it's like, all right, all right, whatever. But the, the, I think they think if there's Wi-Fi... We'll sit here all day, but there's not, you know what I mean? So I, other re restaurants started having Wi-Fi. So I wrote a letter to the manager. Going, hey, I'm not coming here because get Wi-Fi. And they didn't even respond. I went, you bastards. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't, you know, I was the psycho writing the letter. Also, I have a rule. I think there should be a rule. If you have to wait 10 minutes for the check... You, you should be able to leave for free. Because I have this thing, I did my eating. Right. And now why do I have to wait? Like, yeah, I have anxiety for many reasons. But when you sit at the bar where I sit, the check is really waiting in a cup for you. I, I think they should, you should be able to, that's why I like places where you, there's a place, I go to Encino, I'm nuts. There's a place, Coral Tree Cafe has Wi-Fi, no waitress service, not depressing, not, oh, I like when they're spread out. Like, do you know California Chicken Cafe? I've never been there. I've seen it. There's ones I'm so sick, I'll go all the way to Encino because there's one here. It's too crammed, right? Too crammed. You're right by the door. People coming from the gym. You know, and parking. You should be like um, somebody who consults with restaurants on how to make it work For better. eating alone. Yeah. 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 I hate when people go, you're alone. You know why? You don't get the signs. No, I get... I think I get signs, and I, yeah, there, there's a, there was a waitress where I thought she was flirting. Oh, someone told me, someone told me some tricks waitresses do, like they either they take off their wedding ring for flirting, or some I heard in their uh, menu thing put a photo of a kid that's not theirs. Hey, she's a single mom, oh. or she's hardworking, that's her baby. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, but I like the thing with, um, and so so also, it's <laughs> obvious that doing that thing so your kids buy more chocolate milk because you hear the same routine. Right, right. It sucks. It's not so. Then you've had some experiences here though that 
also use some stories, or is it just about here, or just stories in general that you were going to share? A little with bit us? here, a little bit in general. Well, when I tried boycotting it, you know, um, they just look at me like, "Shut up!" You know, when I would make a statement, there was a there was a there was a waitress that um, really worked there briefly. She must have been fired because you can't give out demo reels to people. But uh, she was like, um, she. She goes, yeah, I'm f I was with Seattle, where it's so down to earth. They're not like showbiz people here in L.A. I go, yeah, yeah. And again, I thought she was flirting. And she goes, yeah, I got a band, you know. And she gave me the CD. Yeah, if you could do anything, you know. And people have, you know, in L.A. CDs up their sleeve or their wallet. or Yeah, you shouldn't hand somebody your no. CD. Well this, is, well, this is the sick part, you know. You know, because I guess she, someone recognized me. They, they said, oh, I don't know. I was on Seinfeld or Raymond. And then I said, oh, I'll take it. I, I don't know what I could do with it, you know, whatever. Then she must have seen how I carry myself, like a sh that I'm not a slick showbiz guy. <laughs> you could see, like, the look on her face. Wait a minute. Then she comes back to me. She goes, you know, if you can't do anything, could I have the CD <gasps> back? Like, you know, yeah, it's like... And you're saying how Seattle, they're not into bullshit and showbiz? Like... The hypocrisy, you know. So I think she she got fired because I think, yeah. I think you can't um, do it. But they, but they do it subtly. There's another waitress here who is trying to get into. You know what I think? I think people think voiceovers. Hey, you talk. I have a unique voice because when people call me up, they go, "That's Deborah." <laughs> I recognize you. You have a unique voice. Hey, I should do voiceovers. You talk and you make money. So she was asking me questions, and she's here now. And I, uh, you know, and uh, there's a, there's a, she once brought me a free dessert, and then you feel obligated to, uh, okay, here's, here's the thing that happened. Like, um, there was a table, right? And, and sometimes, you know, my... My isolation, you know. Hey, he was on Raymond. Join us. Sit with us. And uh, I was just getting an appetizer here. Sometimes it's a pretty filling. And, you know, and... Uh, or a soup. Yeah, a soup. I mean, you know, I was trying to, like, cut down cholesterol. So then I... I I sat in this long table, you know, and at first I thought it'd break. Sometimes you think, you, sometimes I, I, they call me the mayor of the Grove because, you know, I walk around here, people recognize me, I know them, I know people at kiosks. So I sat at this, <laughs> this long table, right? And I feel, you know, I'd rather be alone, but whatever. So the bill comes and I put money down. No, 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 no. All right, they go, you know something? You just get the tip. You just got the tip. And it was, the tip was 35 bucks. And, and I'm too meek to go, wait a minute, I just had a soup. That sounds like my Seinfeld episode. So I'm, I know I got to be more assertive and go, wait a minute, dude. I, I'll just pay for my uh, little, uh, you know, lentil soup. So I guess that's a, that story is what a schmuck I am for not figuring out the math. Yeah, I got screwed. That's so funny. So you, it's, it's interesting to me that you've come into the Wood Ranch, which is a corporate restaurant where, you know. And people on the and, slide. And you're like meeting all the staff and getting to know them. And this one does this and this one wants to do that. And, and, and it, it's, well, it's an interesting form of neuroses. There was a manager here who gave me, 
he did have a pretty interesting voice, and he thought he could do voiceovers at Models, and you know, he's just everyone doing, who works here just wants to be an actor, right? Like it is basically. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, and he, again, even the one waitress, she's hasn't done anything but waitress. But she figures, because people recognize her voice, she should be voiceovers, because when she calls up. But, but maybe it's caller ID. Does now she answer the phone it. here at the restaurant? That no, no, when be she calls friends up, they go, hey, Debbie. And she goes, they know it's me. That means I have a unique voice. Oh. But it, probably it's caller ID that I think of it. Maybe it's not her unique voice. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe all along, she sounds like everyone else. How, what is the average life expectancy of a waiter who comes out here to L.A. to become an actor and then leave? What do you think about the, the people who have been here a fair amount of time? There was one guy that was here for a long time that was a music guy. And he produced the demo for the manager who was hoping <laughs> to get the voiceovers. So they worked it out. Um, the music guy is not here. He, he, he was... Producing a demo, and uh, he's finally not here anymore. That that guy, you know, also, yeah, you feel like a schmuck when they know your order. Because, you know, sometimes on purpose I changed it up, but I wanted the usual. They got the usual. And I've, I've had one woman here said, you're always alone. Well, so that's a polite thing to comment on. That wasn't nice, No. So sometimes I'm being a hypocrite. I go, I don't like when they're like robots, but when they go off the program, then I get mad. <laughs> but this place, again, I, I, I get stuck in traffic, so I always come here to the Farmer's Market Grove, and then this is the comfortable one because it's like a restaurant. Like I said, you could sit with a laptop, the, and, and it's not... Usually bad way because, like I said, mostly I go to the bar and that guy knows what I want and the check's ready and I could leave. It's so random that somebody who sort of like feels anxiety and like about and analyzes and overanalyzes like a social situation or an environment would come bread. to oh, the Grove. Like of all places, are you to end up well, at, but, at but, the Grove? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't so. park here usually, and I don't. I don't come here on weekends. It, during the week, it's not so bad because you know I have social inter. Because it's the only place um, in New York, even though I haven't lived there in 25 years, but, and I don't really go to comedy clubs. I used to do my social life. So, I, you know, I like the fact during the week when it's not crowded, you bump into people. And they, be, they may be even assholes. You'd never call in real life, but in three-minute increments, it's good. I feel like I'm interacting. And the TMZ people know me. They always stand by the movie theater. So it's like... The closest I have to consistency of a, where, again, like like in L.A., like Larchmont Village is too yuppie-ish and women with yoga mats and babies as accessories and, you know, like there's a yuppie hardware store, you know what I'm talking about. Hipstery down there. I used to live in a gay neighborhood and I don't like anything when there's just one thing. Just gays, well, just Well, the Jewish Grove, you people, get everything from all around the world. You get character actors, it's a hip, um, tourist destination, tourist. But, but, it, but, like I said, if we go to Farmers Market, it helped get my book signing there. Uh, the fact that the Grove, I, I go there every day. I love bookstores. I love the smell of a book. Looking at, it, getting stimulated. You want to write a book, so it helped get my book signing. They put my poster up. They, you know, I'm there. You know, so. Yeah, I like, again, socializing in little increments, like, and sometimes they get recognized, and 
I, I've met a few women that didn't last, obviously, but little things. So wow, you know, so, so I, your your life kind of in some ways revolves around. Yeah, around I should this. do a podcast called Mayor of the Grove. <laughs> not bad, if, but too specific. But you know what the funny thing about isolation is? Sometimes I'll complain. I'm so isolated. Come here, then see someone I know who's annoying and hide. <laughs> you know. So it's, but yeah, I, I, they know what the coffee I like. You know, I got addicted to lattes because what, what happens if you just sit here at the Grove on a bench, if you sit there with nothing, you're a mental patient. If I have a latte, I'm a regular guy. Hey. Interesting. So yeah, you'd, you'd feel mental if you didn't have the latte in front well, of you? Well, you're just like a guy medicated with his head down on a bench. <laughs> or maybe that's how I look at it. <laughs> how did you meet the girls here? Like you said, you picked up on some women. How'd that happen? Well, I hit on single moms if the kids like animation. No. Um, how old are your kids? Three and five. Do they watch Handy Manny? No. Okay. What's Handy Manny? It's like, um, it's uh, Tools That Talk. It's on Disney Junior. Is that now. one of your voices? Is yeah, on? Manny, I'm scared. Oh, I, uh, I never seen. You don't like to watch stuff. No, very rarely. So, what channel is it on? Disney Junior. Yeah, no, no, no. We don't ever turn on. Like, it's too mar- overmarketed. That's it just is. me, though. I'm not one of those crazy moms. No, but there's I'm, a lot of moms like that yeah. where their kids don't watch TV. It's just not productive. You're very good with that. Yeah, but um, there was a woman who worked at the bookstore. At Barnes and Noble, and it was like a like a Seinfeld thing. You go, if this goes sour, I don't I don't want to feel uncomfortable coming to the bookstore because <laughs> I love it. I, it's the best bookstore. It's the one in Santa Monica is very depressing. The Barnes and Noble because it's like dark up there. So yeah, that, that that is a bright big store here at the Grove. Everything's bright and big at the Grove. It's it's a, for I me like personally. Yeah. I find the Grove too much. Like I get over. I I I don't come here to shop. I don't come here to, to you know. But actually, this is a you great know, actually, restaurant. Actually, actually, so actually, I like Farmers Market better, but it's attached to the Grove. See, I'm, but you have to hit it right. Like if I came to the Farmers Market, like on at lunchtime or on the weekend or whatever, I can't deal. There's too terrible. many people. It just makes me like I feel no, completely overwhelmed. And, and Father's Day was. Insane yesterday. I, I bet you if we it. hung out during peak hours, our two like our neuroses combined together, like oh, it would just it. yeah. This happened to me. <clears throat> I don't know if this is funny, uh, but I was about to have sex with a girl. But that's the funny part. No, but <laughs> I, I I was flossing my teeth, and ever have it where the floss gets stuck, and that's the idea of what floss should be. Or am I crazy? What or my. I know you can't, uh, where I don't know how to floss your teeth. Uh, you look at me like I'm crazy. Do you know, never, no one ever had, like, the thick floss stuck in the teeth? No, no, I've had that happen before, yeah. And, 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 the wrong, like, the floss isn't good. Yeah, and, and the moment was there. She goes, come over here, and ready to go. And I was trying, and I couldn't get the floss out. So I, tr- I proceeded, uh, it's disgusting. So you banged her with floss hanging out of your te- mouth? <laughs> I, yeah, well, I tried. Pulling it and oh, that must have been really because the whole time you're banging her, you got to be thinking about the floss stuck in your tooth. Yeah, that's uncomfortable. I, I feel like uh, I have kale stuck in my teeth right now. I know I do. I um, mm. there was uh, we could go really dirty. Um, this um, is it a common thing where women think you don't notice a tampon? What do you mean? Notice a tampon? What do you mean? Like in when her purse? When you're doing stuff with them. 
What do you mean? Inside. Ins you banged or, or, it? Wait, 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 wait. Sex. Oh, you went down on a girl with a tampon and she didn't mention it? Ew. Yeah. No yeah. wonder you've got phobias. That's disgusting. She this didn't. was last week? No, no, it was a long time. Wait, ago. is that how the floss got stuck in your <laughs> teeth? <laughs> is that how the floss got stuck? Oh, that's that's insane. That's funny. I, uh, this isn't selling the book. Wait a minute. Let's go to the book. Let's God. go to Barnes and Noble and check it out. All what do you right. say? Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this interview. While Lana and Fred head over to Barnes and Noble, I'm going to do a quick plug for Fred's book. Fred's book is called Maybe We'll Have You Back. The Life of a Perennial TV Guest Star. All right, back to Fred and Lana for the second part of our interview. So we're here at the at the Barnes & Noble now, and how excited are you to have your book here? Uh, I mean, that's this, a huge deal. This place deal. is uh, uh, my favorite place I go in the world. I'm here almost every day looking at books, getting ideas. I just love the idea of a book. You just you can hold it. And I had a poster up for my event. And it's, uh, they know me here, so maybe we won't get yelled at for walking with Mike, so maybe <laughs> we'll see. The security guards, I come here every day, and they go, who's this schmuck here every day, a few times a day? Then they couldn't believe I had a book. I could never be a stuttering guy, John guy or a Borat. I get nervous, like, we're bothering people. Oh, we're, we're walking with mics. We're being pushy. We're nervy. <laughs> I don't like pushy, nervy people. We're making a scene. We're not allowed. I'll get yelled at. But let's let me see if I could find the uh, if the book still. I'll buy you a copy. So you're gonna I'm buy me a copy of your book, book here? Am I still in the autograph section? Or did I did my book get kicked out or in the biography? Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm gonna treat her to a book for, so in excited. exchange for the chicken. All right. See, look at it. Here it is. Oh, and, this is awesome. Uh, it, I autograph them, and I'll buy you one. Oh, and you get a gift card. Well, so this is terrific. Yeah. This is absolutely I terrific. I hope you enjoyed the book, yeah. I, I totally am going to enjoy the book, and I enjoyed my lunch with you. It was great to Thank get to you know so you and much. hang out with you. Thank you. Yeah. All right, guys, thank you again for uh, for sticking with us. It's going to be a funny yet slow summer. We've got some hysterical stuff coming, so don't give up on us. Just keep on checking back in. Ralphie will be back in no time. And um, I love you guys so much. You're such an important part of our lives. And um, Ralphie wishes he could be here, and uh, he'll be back full force, and we'll be back full on in no time at all. So with that, live from the Mercy Lounge in Nashville, Tennessee, Blackfoot Gypsies.
Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you for listening to Perfect Ten. Tune in next week when we'll do it again. Hit up Facebook and Twitter and tell all of your friends and... Well, you get the idea. Subscribe. Visit our page on iTunes. Leave us plenty of comments and a high rating. Check out our website at perfect10pod.com. We'll see you next week. Suckers.